Well, Razorback fans, it's officially official. Jalen Williams, the forward for Razorback basketball, who was so important to the back-to-back -back Elite Eight appearances that Razorback basketball has had over the past few years, officially announces he is remaining in the NBA draft and will be foregoing any eligibility at the University of Arkansas. So let's go ahead and talk about it and react about it here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net, where they have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head over to betonline.net, where the game starts. Now, I know it's a little bit of unorthodox for me to be doing a podcast on a Saturday, especially being down here on the beach and on vacation. In fact, uh, I was telling uh, all my friends that at some point in time, anytime I go on vacation, there's always something that happens in Razorback land, something significant. But that's why I brought my podcasting equipment down here just to make sure that we have some reaction to it. And as you heard there in the cold open, Jalen Williams is moving on. He will no longer be a Razorback. Instead, he will be remaining in the NBA draft which is not necessarily a surprise, but still some news that we had been waiting on the official word. And who better than to say it than Jalen Williams himself on social media, where he says, quote, first and foremost, I want to thank God for blessing me by allowing me the opportunity to wake up and play a game that I love. I want to thank my family and to, for the constant belief and support that they have shown me and given to me since I first picked up a basketball. There were times when they believed in me more than I believed in myself, and I will cherish those moments forever. To my dad, words can't express how thankful I am for the countless hours in the gym and the late nights and the early morning, hours on the road, the stress, the laughs, the joy, the belief, and being my biggest supporter, all while constantly pushing me to be my the best version of myself. To Coach Eric Musselman and the co many coaches that have invested in me along this journey, I want to say thank you for putting me in the position to succeed. Being in Arkansas allowed me to be around some great basketball minds, and I'm nothing but thankful for it. To my teammates, what an incredible journey it's been with you all competing every single day and pushing me to be the best person I could be on and off the court. I'll never forget those memories and the laughs we shared where we can turn an exhausting 7 a.m. run into endless laughter. To Razorback Nation, thank you. For a kid that grew up in Fort Smith, Arkansas, it has been nothing but a dream come true these past two years. And all the love that has been felt from court rushes from the, on the March Madness runs, we could have never done it without all of you. From a very young age, my dream has always been to play in the NBA. That said, after careful consideration and many talks with my family, I have decided to forego my remaining NCAA eligibility and pursue my lifetime goal of competing in the NBA, Jalen. Now, for those of you who have been listening to this podcast, you could probably understand and you're probably not surprised by the official announcement from Jalen. I think that everyone kind of saw it coming, especially as time went on. And we started to hear about scouts and where they thought that he would be placing once he got into the NBA, where he would fit with particular NBA teams. Was he draftable, getting to the combine? All these things started kind of just working over and over and over again until eventually this happened. And so it's not a shock. It's disappointing because I think that there were a lot of us that were hoping that Jalen would come back because if Jalen came back with this great team that Eric Musselman has assembled, it really gave you the feeling that this team would be the preseason number one team in the country. 
possibly the national championship favorite, all of those things. Now, let me be clear in saying that just because Jalen Williams is moving on does not mean that this Razorback basketball team is not going to be any good or that they're going to take major steps back and they won't be able to compete for a national championship. I still believe they have the talent to do that. It's just Jalen Williams, you know what you were getting with him. You know the type of player he was. You know the type of leader he was. And you knew that having a seasoned veteran like him who's had as much experience as anybody getting to the tournament, advancing into the tournament, and being a big part of it, you just really felt like he was the guy that could really hold everything together and provide some sort of continuity from last year's to this year's team in that leadership role especially. You were all hopeful for that, and I was hopeful for that too because I really felt like that would be the case. But you got to give a lot of credit to Eric Musselman where he understands that, hey, if you got a chance to go to the NBA, go to the NBA. If you have a chance to even to get drafted in the second round, go. Like, there's only 60 draft picks in the NBA. And you think about all of the players out there, whether it's college, whether it's G League, whatever, guys that are really talented that don't get drafted and they end up playing overseas or whatnot. And then maybe later down the road, they have a chance to come back in again to the NBA. Like there's always that element, but to get drafted with so limited amount of picks, but so many players out there in the pool, to me, this was a no brainer for Jalen Williams, especially if all the scouts and everybody's telling him, Hey, you're a draftable player uh, or Hey, we're thinking about taking you in the second round, whatever it may be. It would be dumb for him to stay for another year. Just being honest, selfishly as a Razorback fan, I would have loved to have had him stay, but when it comes to, being in his best interest and what he would do and what I would probably do in that same situation, I, I would do what he's doing now and just move on and go to the NBA. But give credit to Musselman for not only, you know, kind of feeling like that was a possibility, but preparing for that, where he put together all these players and he put together the transfer portal and all that stuff to get players that were 6'9 or above to fit right into that role and to really be guys that not only, I'm not saying they'll replace Jalen Williams, but they'll be guys that can at least, as a, as a group, come together and make up for a lot of the production. I think I've used this example before, and it's probably a piss-poor example, but still an example nonetheless. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Moneyball, when they talk about, hey, how do we replace Giambi? You can't replace Giambi. So give me three players that have a batting, or they have an on-base percentage of this, and then there you go. We, we're we're going to replace them with other guys to help out for that too. It's kind of going to be the same thing with Jalen Williams. Now, would I love to see Brazil or Graham or you know the Rhode Island Twins, whoever, step up and be able to have some big-time numbers just like Jalen Williams did? Absolutely. Like, I think everybody would take that, especially if they could be that type of player. But I don't think it's going to be required of any of them. I don't think any of them is being looked at and saying, okay, Jalen Williams gave us – 18 and 10 last year so therefore you need to kind of do 18 and 10 this year i don't think there's that expectation i think that there's just going to be a lot of different players that are going to be able to help out and i think eric musselman completely understanding how this works how it works in college how it works in basketball always to have people ready people ready to step up and you as a coaching staff to be ready in case there's any type of departures but i think the craziest thing about it all is that if you're thinking about jalen williams moving on and leaving and all that this team has Devo Davis and Kamani Johnson. Those are the only players from last year's team that will be on this year's team. And no offense to Devo or to Kamani, but 
that's not exactly the 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 type of guys that you would want to keep on a team that went to Elite Eight just because of like Devo was fine at times, but we know that it seemed like he regressed from freshman year to sophomore year. And Kamani Johnson, nice guy, but it's just, you know, it's not, he's not like one of those players that's just going to come in and be able to get you double digits. He's just not that player. So you talk about having to rely on every newcomer. That's what this season is going to be about. And that's where the fun and the high expectations are going to come in, but also the mystery and the fear from Razorback fans. Because you don't know what these players are capable of. Like, yeah, you've seen a couple of them play maybe at Missouri with Brazil or Jalen Graham, Arizona State, whatever. Or yeah, maybe you saw guys like Nick Smith or Anthony Black or Jordan Walsh play in high school or whatever. Like, yeah, you saw that. But putting it together and being able to play in the SEC and being able to play against the, the highest of competition, we don't know. Now, we think it can really work out into a major way. We think that this can be a team that makes it to the Final Four. We think that once they really start bonding and clicking around you know, mid-conference play, just like Eric Musselman teams do, then suddenly they become a national championship contender. That's what we think. But the problem is, is in college basketball, there's a lot of times where maybe these players that transferred in or recruits or whatever, they just don't hit, at least not hitting right away. You know, like you think about like some of the guys that even Eric Musselman has had coming in that's had some high expectations from the transfer portal that end up doing nothing. Like, I, I think Chris likes, I was, he was probably the one I was one of the most excited players about this past year. He came in, had opportunities, but just never, never found any sort of consistency. I thought Vance Jackson was a player that could be like a, a knockdown three-point shooter when he came in and be that guy that comes off the bench. Never really materialized into that. But then you had other guys like a Justin Smith who really did, a Jalen Tate who really did. So there's just a lot of hit and misses when it comes to the transfer portal. But I will say this because, you know, the transfer portal is a whole other thing. We know that Eric Musselman, you know, from uh, John Rothstein, you know, the Eric Musselman, the importer, we know how good he is at that. But if you think about the freshman players that Eric Musselman has brought in, the guys that not only were freshmen, but guys he had to rely on a lot as freshmen, most of them have, have hit. Like you think about, the guys like Moses Moody, obviously, Jalen Williams, obviously, Devo Davis, obviously. Like those guys were hitting. Those were guys that, that contributed right away. You know, this past year, you only had really one true freshman and he didn't really play. In fact, he transferred out. So, you know, you haven't really had a chance to see that. But, you know, even though a couple of years ago, too, you had some, some new players that were coming in that young players that were able to hit right away. So the point in all of this and me saying it is that, yes. Eric Musselman does a great job in the transfer portal. Yes, there is a lot of expectation because of this recruiting class. Yes, all of this. But as long as Eric Musselman is your head coach and as long as he continues to be able to manage a roster as good as he does, as good as anybody in the country, I mean, are you going to be a team that's going to get it all together as soon as the Maui tournament happens and suddenly you're going to be just balling out and winning every single game against high-quality opponents? Or are you going to be a team that takes a little bit once you get it worked out, maybe struggle a little bit in the beginning of conference play, and then boom, before you know it, you're the best team in the SEC and nobody wants to play you. However it happens, it doesn't matter how you start. It only matters how you finish. And as long as Arkansas can be that team that possibly makes it back into not only the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, but possibly, possibly making it to the Final Four down there in Houston, every single one of us are going to call the season a success regardless. Jalen Williams leaving, you wish him nothing but the best. 
I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend that it's it's going to be just fine and Arkansas is going to be able to easily replace him because I don't know. I think it would be completely and totally disingenuous to say that. But what I do say for all you Razorback fans out there that are wondering exactly what this team is going to be about, there's certain things you can always count on when it comes to sports, especially in college, that if you have the right coach for the job, you're always going to feel good about the players that he has and being able to put together the roster that he has put together. And Eric Musselman has proven time and time again, whether it's freshmen, whether it's transfers, whether it's JUCOs, whether it's seniors, whoever, he knows how to win. And he knows how to put together a winning team every single time. Jalen, wish you nothing but the best, buddy. Appreciate you being a part of two Elite Eight runs and bringing Arkansas back to national relevance when it comes to the world of college basketball. We can't wait to see what you'll be able to do at the next level in the NBA. And hopefully you don't get drafted by the Sacramento Kings. That's all I can say. Our partners at BetOnline.net continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all of the sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs and esports and so much more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions at BetOnline.net where the game starts. And everybody, continue to have a great weekend. Appreciate you watching. Appreciate you listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel, Monday or Tuesday afternoon, depending on how I'm feeling. Either way, we will see you.